all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. Hola, my boo. Hola, como esta, my sweetie, my princess, Nemo Fu. Oh, wow. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee. How is everybody doing? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So much going on. There's so many things and so much is happening around the world, around the USA, and around the world. Sometimes you can find yourself getting so overwhelmed with all the shenanigans and all the the things and all the evil and all the hype and all the lying and all the, the money laundering and the entertainment world and the religious world uh, can be kind of overwhelming. And I know it, it does in my situation sometimes if I, I allow it. Body of Christ Real Talk. Uh, I want to talk about something. First, of, first I want to say hello to all my listeners across the nation, the United States of America. And if I have any international listeners, hello. Welcome to the show. This is my topic without a topic. And when I say that, that means I'm just, I just want to talk about a few things. And uh, it's not a topic I want to talk about. It's, it's uh has nothing to do politically politically or health wise or anything like that. It's just a normal talk I like to do sometimes. If you used to listen to my podcast and you know I do this sometimes. Hi you guys. I just wanna the ones that be listen that listens to my show and download my podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You take the time to listen to my show. I really appreciate that. Thank you all. I love you all. Not because you listen to my show. It's just because you at least take the time to listen to what I have to say. Because the show is not about me. I like to consider myself an awareness type of person, you know, that gets uh, to let people know what's going on around them that they probably are not probably or have no idea that these things are going on around them. So I like to keep them aware 
uh, about certain things, you know, and stuff like that. So I just thank you all for tuning in to my show. I, I, I say that sincerely from my heart. Okay. It's a lot been going on around the world. And if you don't know what's been happening or, you know, just go and listen to my previous shows, my previous podcasts, and you can get a lot of information and stuff like that on my previous radio shows, my podcast shows. But I'm not going to reiterate on those. You just have to go back and just check out those past shows. I have a lot of shows that's going on on both of my podcasts because I also have, for the new listeners, this is for the new listeners. Uh, so the ones that listen to me, I don't want you to think I'm just talking to you all the time, but I, I always assume uh, that there are other people that might be just tuning in to my show. So I just like to tell them about my show a little bit, you know, or I just like to let them know what's going on or I like to remind them about my show and I have other programs Stuff like that, etc. My podcast is different, I believe, than a lot of other podcast shows. The reason I say that because I do not edit. I have never edited my show, either one of my shows. First of all, I don't know how to do it well. <laughs> and... I just made a decision just to keep them as they are. Reason being, I like it to be and sound more real. Like you sitting at the table, like you sitting in a group or something and just having a serious conversation. It's not, and not, not, not worrying about too many, you know, mistakes of how to speak, how to talk, what you need to edit. Because I'm not into it for that. Now, I understand that, and I don't have anything against that. But I used to do Bible study. I used to do go to group sessions myself. I used to attend Bible studies and have cell groups. Cell groups, churches, is known, is known of having cell groups. And we get to talking and we get to laughing. Or we just have a, a you know, a non, you know, a non-Christian group together. We just laugh and giggle and stuff like that. I like to... You know, look at my podcast as that sometimes, you know. So that's why I just do the things I talk and I conversate, you know, you know, and whatever mishaps I make, I just leave it on there. Unless it's just really messed up, I would take, I would just cut the whole deal out, you know. But far as that, if you notice my podcast, it's not like other podcasts. The sound might not be the best, you know. That's probably why I don't get a lot of listeners. And you might hear a lot of things going on in my podcast, but it's just like, a kitchen, not, not like a living room podcast. You just talk, you hear the noise and everything. So I like to keep it real like that. I'm not saying I would never edit, but, you know, because it's a few things in the future, Lord's willing, that I want to do to advance my show and everything like that and try to uh, reach out to a larger audience. So for the new listeners, this is what, this is what you're going to get on BOCRTW1964 Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Talk. I also have, if you are saved and you are a Christian, I also have a podcast that you can find on Spotify 
uh, hosted by Anchor. It's called Connecting the Dots. It's strictly Bible study or how to understand the Bible rightly divided. If you want inf inf more information on that, let me know and in the comments, you know, when you listen to this podcast or just go to Spotify and look up Joseph Brownlee Connecting the Dots. You can also find uh, Body of Christ Real Talk on Spotify as well, as well as iHeart and Apple. And I think it's on Apple and another and other uh, podcast. But the main podcast, so if you don't have, a lot of people don't have those uh, podcasts or they don't listen to even Spotify. So it is other alternative podcasts that you can listen to. But Spotify has both of my shows on them. Body of Christ, Real Talk, and Connecting the Dots as well. So you'll find Connecting the Dots. If you are saved, you can get some pretty good, decent Bible study on there from myself and a few audio guests I have on there as well. And I will have others on there as well in the future. Prayer. I, I was talking about prayer one time. Once upon a time, especially my my early Christian life, my, my early uh, life of being saved, I found prayer, and I, I know, to be more easier for me to do because it was more like a format. I was praying certain verses and certain beliefs that I believed in the Bible. So it was somewhat easy. I'm going, let me, I mean, let me, I want you to understand why I'm saying this. So I don't want you to, want you to be, I, I don't want to mislead you what I'm saying. So when I used to play, pray in the past, and a lot of you guys and young ladies can relate, you quote, you quote scriptures out of different verses in the Bible. You correct, you know what I'm saying? And the reason we done that in prayer because we believe that those verses was also for us as the church. And you got even some unbelievers believe that as well. But I'm just talking about if you're a believer or you're unbeliever, you pray certain things or you, you know, you know certain verses in uh, the Bible and you pray and you add that with your prayer when you're praying for yourself or when you're praying for your family members or when you're praying for others. You know, you use certain verses and use certain scriptures. And I was pretty good at that. And uh, I also had a very deep emotional prayer, man. I can make some tears come quick, man, especially when I get alone. And it wasn't fake. But the power of your flesh, the power of your mind can make you create a lot of things. It feels good, but doesn't make it real. My point is, I used to pray and pray and pray verses, and I used to pray in the so-called tongues. That's when I believed that tongues was a, a supernatural language, etc. like that. I didn't know no better. But I used to pray in the so-called, I, I might hurt somebody's feelings here, but uh, bear with me, in this so-called tongue language. Because I heard in the past that was a spiritual language, you know, so it's a gift that we should not never stop seeking, you know. Well, anyway, 
My point is, when I learned how, when I got red-pilled, and I learned how to read and study the Bible, thank God for my teachers that taught me how, you know, I've been, I've been, um, I was going to say married, <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I've been, I've been saved for over 34 years or somewhat like that, but uh, been over three and a half to four years since I've been rightly dividing God's word, you know, really understanding God's word. I thought I did in the past, and, and I'm not saying I was wrong about everything, but a lot of it I was, and you know, and I found that out when I learned how to rightly divide God's word and I, and I learn about dispensations and stuff like that, etc. But uh, why is I'm talking about this? Because my prayer life, my prayer life is much different than it was when I was in denominational churches and I was in a faith movement and I was believing everything in the Bible was mostly for me in prayer. You pray more because your faith, you, you your faith to you feels more stronger because you believed everything in the Bible applied to you, even though it never and nine times out of ten it never manifested in our lives. We never seen the fruits of those of those things we prayed for. If we're honest, I'm not saying you never seen none, but I'm just saying if you're honest, a lot of those. Uh, prayers that we pray in the Bible never really manifest themselves, you know, and it, but it didn't stop us from praying. It didn't stop me from praying, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. But since I have been renewed of understanding God's word uh, dispensationally and rightly dividing his word, I understand what type of prayer I can pray to God that he will move. Now, I'm not saying he moving in a miraculous way and going to start doing signs and wonders. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the prayer, my prayer is now mostly lined up with the word of God that's towards me as being in the body of Christ. I hope you understand what I'm saying. And, uh, Sometimes I look, I say, wow, I notice I don't pray as much. Not, not, I, now, don't get that mixed up of saying I don't pray at all because the benefits in a, in a, in a, in a exercise I put in my prayers were there basically heard by God. Even though I've done it out of ignorance and I've done it sincerely. God has a perfect will for us today, for all the men to be saved and coming to the knowledge of the truth. That's his, his main will for everyone. That's his main will for everyone. But the reason I'm talking about this, and I'm going to be talking about the different other things uh, concerning, concerning personal life, uh, is because when you learn how to rightly divide God's word, you learn also how to rightly divide how to pray. You don't use Jabez's prayer. You don't use, even though it's a good prayer to listen to for historical reasons, for learning reasons. You don't use the prayer 
of Mary. You don't use the prayer of Moses. You don't use the prayer of different prophets and prophetess in the Bible when you understand your position in the Bible. Okay? I hope you understand what I'm saying. Now, I'm not going to get into Bible study because this is, I leave that for connecting the dots, connecting the dots of Bible study. But my point is, I, I, I'm just talking. I'm just, just letting you know. I, I like to be transparent about myself. And sometimes it could become a weight, not so much of a sin, but it becomes a weight when you just don't know what the prayer about. Back then, I knew more what the prayer about because I thought what I was praying about was for me. So it was easy for me to just grab certain verses or copy somebody else's prayer style and format and pray that way. And a lot of us believers still do that today. Even unbelievers got a certain format, a traditional, I would say, type of prayer when you pray. I bet I can listen to a person's prayer right now. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday explore beyond the stratosphere in museum of the bible's compelling exhibition scripture and science our universe ourselves our place in washington dc open now through january 15th featuring artifacts from trailblazers in history like isaac newton nicholas copernicus and hidden figures like dorothy vaughn this exhibit guides you through groundbreaking discoveries and thought-provoking questions come and see how scripture and science have shaped our world get your tickets today at museumofthebible.org and they sound like someone else. They use certain words. We make the same type of facial expressions. And we, we make the same type of grunts and stuff like that. And, and you know, because we use our feelings. We, I, we feel that the more we would be emotional and holler and scream with our feelings, that's going to make God move. You understand what I'm saying? Now, the ones listening to me, listening to me can understand what I'm saying. We feel the more tears we shed, God is going to move. Now, what I'm not saying is God won't move. But what we want God to move in, God is not doing that in this dispensation. That's, that's the issue I had to get used to. Even today, I have to learn to get used to that. Some things I have to watch what I pray, not because I, uh, <clears throat> that I'm going to be cut cut back or something like that, because the majority of the time, your traditional ways of praying still get in the way. God moves in a different way for the body of Christ today. He moves through his word, the Bible. Let me say this again. God moves through the church today, the body of Christ today, different than he did in time past. And in the kingdom program, he moves through the body of Christ through his word. Now, you have the miraculous signs. You have the uh, signs and wonders and the healings and the kingdom programs, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, and time past, you know. 
because the Holy Spirit was working upon them. The Holy Spirit was using his power to work through them. Why? For Israel, because those are the things that uh, that uh, they needed to see to prove that God was working through them and how the kingdom of heaven was going to be, that their God is miraculous God. He's the only God that can do this. So he had to demonstrate those things to Israel, signs and wonders and stuff like that, okay? But as a young believer, as a young Christian, we was often taught, I'm not going to say always, but often taught that those things was for the church today as well. Now, people might say, Joe, what do you mean? Ain't all the church the same? No, all the church is not the same. There's different churches in the Bible. There's different type of churches in the Bible. I'm not going to get into that now. I, I, I often say, because you see the word church doesn't mean it's the same church, okay? Because you see the word church and the word of God does not mean it's the same church, all right? Okay, uh, the reason I'm talking about this is because I want to pray. I want to pray for people. I want to pray for the saved, and I want to pray for the unsaved. And that's something I have not been doing a lot in my personal life or for others, and I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that. It's not because I don't believe in prayer anymore. It's just because I don't have a format of prayer. I have to really be real and honest with God now when I pray since I know the truth of how to pray. You understand what I'm saying? When you find out there is a way to pray, no doubt. And it's not so based on your feelings. Majority of the time in this dispensation, our prayers has nothing to do with our feelings. Because feelings come and go. Emotions come and go. It has to do with our faith. It has to do with our belief. Now, how to pray also has to do on how you was taught to pray according to the Bible. The majority of believers and the unsaved and the world in general Pray this prayer, the mother, one of the most famous prayers. You, all, you probably already know what I'm finna pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts against others. Other translations says trespasses. Means the same thing. But lead us not to into temptation, but deliver us from evil or the evil one, some translations say. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. Correct? A lot of us was told or was taught to say, before we go to bed, get on our knees and pray that prayer. And a lot of us didn't do, do nothing, the saved and the unsaved. I prayed that prayer when I wasn't saved. Did I really believe it? I had no idea, but I was just taught, I was taught in church to pray that prayer. It was never taught out of the Bible. I never learned that from the Bible, even though it's been in the Bible, but I, I, it was never dispensationally connected or who that prayer was for, for or why did Jesus tell his disciples 
not us, the church, to pray that way. Okay? That's another teaching. I'm not going to get into that. I don't want to get nobody confused. But my point is, we go to Psalms. Not myself. I never went to Psalms a lot. We pray, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We pray Psalms 91. We pray Psalms 143. We pray King David's prayer. Correct? We go to first, second Corinthians 7, 7 and 14. We pray those prayers because we want to put that with America or in our personal life. My point is, we was brought up in a way to make mostly every prayer in the Bible for us. This is the saved and the unsaved, but mostly the saved. The saved as the ones that's in the body of Christ. And you and the churchgoers also use the same format of prayer. Okay? Now, what I have learned since uh, I, I, I'm learning, I'm not going to say I, I know it all. That's why I say I am still learning how to rightly divide God's word. What also comes with rightly divide God's word? How to rightly divide the way to pray. And what scriptures is okay to pray. Now, when you go in the Bible and you look in the Old Testament or, or the, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, a lot of us got our prayers or our belief that certain things are going to move in our lives because what happened to them in the past, correct? If we're honest with ourselves when it comes to prayer, we believe a lot of those things that God moved on and the way they said it and the way they uttered, or we imagine how they uttered their prayer supposed to move in our lives the same way. We were just taught that way. Even if we weren't taught verbally, we heard it. We was brought up in churches and denominations believing that way. And we were so strong and emotional in that it felt good. Everybody just was in unison praying and everything. The pastor said, pray this. The pastor, pastor said, read this scripture, read this verse, etc. like that. And we, you know, we'll get together and we're, we're praying, we'll do things like that. Now, we, now if, if you're honest with yourself, you know I am right. Because some of you still use that format. Some of you still use that format when you pray. But that's you. I'm not saying what to change or whatever like that. I'm just trying to get a little uh, a conversation going here, okay? That's all I'm trying to do. I'm not telling you what to stop doing or whatever, but I'm just trying to put prayer in perspective. I guess in a way, I still want to just try to leave the believers. Uh, the reason I say the same people about how to pray it's because an ace, uh, when a saved person, unsaved person praying, the only prayer he should be praying is how to be saved and trying to get saved. That's that's it for the, when it comes to an unsaved person. My point is, I find myself not praying as much since I have learned how to rightly divide God's word. And some of it is laziness. Yep, I admit it. Some of it is laziness, and I don't like that because it's the flesh. It's not the spirit, it's the flesh. And sometimes I get lazy. And I say a quick prayer. Now, that's not too much of a problem with that. 
The problem with that, if you're just trying to get a prayer out the way, you think it's going to win points with God because at least you said something. And I, myself, and a lot of us are guilty of that sometimes. Oh, Lord, thank you for another day. Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning. Okay, ah, I got that out the way. Now, a lot of us have done it. I'm not saying everybody. But a lot of us, including myself, have done that before when we pray. Okay? All prayer should be sincere. All prayer should never be rushed. All prayer should be from your heart. Not King David's prayer. That was for him and that dispensation. Not Mary's prayer. That was for her at that time. What was going on in her life and that dispensation. Not Jabez's prayer. They didn't wrote books about Jabez's prayer. Not the Psalms. Psalms 91, Psalms 143, Church of God in Christ. We was taught that. I even learned how to quote it all by itself, but I don't know now. But the thing is, those prayers was for them at that time. And a lot of times when they prayed, the Holy Spirit came upon them and gave them the utterance of what to say, what to pray. It happened with Simeon. It happened with Mary. It happened with Elizabeth. It happened with Zacharias. It happened with Isaiah. All of them and King David could not, wouldn't, wouldn't be, wouldn't, wouldn't have never been able to pray like he prayed in the book of Psalms, like he prayed if the Holy Spirit was within, was not upon him to help him. Lord, help me with my contract. Forgive me of my contract. I never take your Holy Spirit from me. Why did King David say that? Because back then the Holy Spirit can be taken from them. The Holy Spirit would leave them when they sin. That don't happen today. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit today. The body of Christ. Okay, where are you going with this, Joe? I don't know. You know me, I get to talking, and I did not plan this, but I just wanted to talk to my listeners, and I wanted to help you as I help myself. So, wherever I go, this is where I'm going. I let the Holy Spirit do the rest, and uh, and some of my own little nuggets, okay? But the Holy Spirit works in a different way today. The way we he works through us today is through his word. Mainly the epistles and the letters of the Apostle Paul. A lot of you probably knew I was going to go there. The 13 letters of the Apostle Paul. Our rhetoric, our prayer life, it should be based on the letters of the Apostle Paul. That don't mean we cannot use other prayers in the past. No, I'm not saying that because some of the prayers are universal. But you got to know the difference between the ones that you are praying about. You don't have to pray it exactly the way that David and all of them prayed because it was the circumstances they was in. That's why they prayed that. It didn't work for everybody that prayed like David. Let me say that again. David prayed that way he was led by the Holy Spirit. When he wrote the book of Psalms, David 
prayed that way. And most of the book of Psalms is talking about the end times, if you didn't know that. I, I found it out myself. Most of the book of Tom, uh, Psalms is talking about the end times, the day of the Lord, the tribulation and stuff like that. Because David was a prophet. But David's prayer life was based on his love for God, his sincere heart, and the Holy Spirit upon him, helping him to say the words. This was for David. It wasn't for everybody. David didn't go around telling you, okay, you have to pray the same way I prayed. No. God never told David to do that. He never told the prophets to say that. He never told the so-called prophets that calls themselves prophets today, prophets today, to mimic other prophets what they said in the past and it's going to move in the life of America today or somebody's personal life. No, that's not biblical. God never told no one to do that according to the not uh, according to the letters of Paul. If you learn how to read the Bible rightly divided, it will kill a lot of traditions and it's going to hurt sometimes because some traditions is hard to get rid of, especially when it comes to a prayer life. So, when I pray, it's not as long because I run out of words to say. I'm just being honest. You, I used to be very long-winded. Not all the time. Very long-winded. But I find now, today, I don't have to be as long-winded because most of the things I'm seeing is bouncing off the wall anywhere. It's just to try to impress my flesh and God. So the majority of is, is almost, I'm not saying God do this, it's almost like he's just getting all that other junk out the way and he's he's understanding the real meaning because according to the book of Romans, sometimes we don't know what to pray anyway, but the Holy Spirit gives us a utterance to God. The old Holy Spirit already knows what we're trying to say anyway. So we don't have to do all this stuff or try to be like or mimic somebody else in the Bible or mimic somebody else that's close to your mom, dad, pastor, whatever. We never have to try to mimic them. We Prayer is just communicating with God anyway. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday your home is more than the sum of its parts and creating a truly extraordinary space is about more than picking the perfect products that's why the experts at ferguson bath kitchen and lighting gallery are here to help you throughout the entire process to create a home that's as unique as you are bring your vision to us schedule your showroom consultation and see more from brands like monogram at build.com ferguson And sometimes we forget that, including myself. Prayer is just talking with our Father, our Heavenly Father. That's all prayer is, is having a conversation with God. 
we can leave all the sad stepping and the spitting and the crying and stuff out the way. Now, I'm not saying if you were sincere and you really want to praise God and lift God up. Those things are good. Even in the teachers of Paul, all men should lift up with holy hands, sing songs and hymns, praising God. Yes, we do that. But let it be from our hearts. We don't have to copy nobody else. We don't have to quote nobody else's verses in the Bible. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going somewhere with this. We just need to be ourselves when we talk to God. It's okay to cry and worship. Do we have to? No. But if it just happened to fall and you want to praise and lift up God, and I love doing that. It's okay. But let it be from you. Let it be from you, okay? All right. But I find myself not praying as much and not even knowing what to pray for because I know I cannot pray any type of thing and all kind of things that I want God to do in my life no more. And he's not going to do it. I'm not saying he can't. And I know he had done it in the past. But what I am saying, I have to be careful from getting disappointed when those things don't happen in my life. And you should too. People have been very hurt today. I'm, I, I can feel them because they are praying for their kids. They pray for their husbands. They pray for their wives. They use scripture verses what they felt or they was told that's what they need to pray. The Lord's Prayer, the Book of Psalms, Jabez, all of these prayers that's in the Bible. A lot of you probably know more than I do, you know, which is beautiful. And we try to bring it to our life and we're wondering why those things is not happening in our life. God let me tell you something here. God made a promise under his covenant to Jew, the Jews and the Israelites. Even how to approach him. What must they do? What conditions they must perform according to the law? Even ways of prayer. When the Holy Spirit came upon them, things moved. Miraculous things happened. Signs and wonders manifested themselves. But that was under the covenant program. The signs and wonders was always for Israel, the Jews under the covenant program. It was never for the other nations, meaning Gentiles, you, men, whoever was not a Jew. It was for the Jews, mainly full-blooded Jews, not half-breeds. That's why when he told them to go out, Go not into the Samaritans. Go and not into the Gentiles. But go through Judah. Go through, uh, you know, Jerusalem, etc. and Judea. God was very specific about what he wanted the Jews in Israel to do. So I have no doubt he was very specific when it came to worshiping him. Prayer. Etc. and stuff like that. That's why a lot of things does not work in church today. But you have a counterfeiter out there <clears throat> that says otherwise. It's a lot of false teaching out there. It's a lot of good prayers out there. You got some famous man. They could just write a whole book on how to pray. And a lot of you guys probably bought books like that. That's 
telling you how to pray. And I bet you nine times out of ten, those prayers are mostly from different verses from time past or different verses from different prophets and whatever in the Bible. And I'm sure it's a lot of Psalms probably up in there. If you have those books, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. So a lot of people, a lot of believers, a lot of Christians and unbelievers got something, certain books that's telling them how they should pray to God and God will move. It's always a one, two, three step. It's like God is a genie in a bottle. God was not a genie in a bottle then under the covenant of Israel, and he's not a genie in a bottle today that you can rub that little fat belly in that bottle or whatever, or that, that, certain, that certain shaped bottle, and God will move in your life. God don't move on your tears. Let me say it again. God does not move on your tears. What we should be praying today and what I should be praying today have to be lined up with the 13 letters of Paul or other uh, type of ways to pray to God outside of his letters. But mainly our ways, the way we do things are in the 13 letters of Paul. Okay, I might, I'm sure I have a lot of people disagree me with that. Disagree with me on that. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I'm not here to debate nobody on that. Right now, I want to talk about prayer because I, I want to pray. I, I'm, I'm, I have to relearn how to pray. I have to relearn how to speak since being a Christian all these years. I have to relearn how to approach people. Approach people, not reproach, I'm sorry. How to approach people. I have to learn all that stuff when I learn how to rightly divide God's word. And I'm going to tell you, since I have learned that it's less pressure on me and it's less stress on me because I know those things I used to pray for, you know, it wasn't God, not didn't, he didn't want to do it, but it was because it wasn't for me anyway. He never promised that in this church age as, as in the body of Christ. See, I know that now. So, my prayer, I don't put too much stress on how to pray or what should I pray because I know the Holy Spirit is going to make that through for me anyway. You have to believe that by faith. Now, it's nothing wrong with using a format of someone or just, you know, using certain, uh, how should I put it this way? Certain uh literature or certain concepts of prayer. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But make sure that it's lined up of what God is doing for the church today, not yesteryear's church, the church today. God is not going to go back and pour the things he said happened for Israel and make it happen today. He does not do that, contrary to what some ministers and pastors and fake teachers and false prophets say. That's why I don't look at that's why I, I don't look at a lot of I don't look at false prophets at all. And I don't call everybody a false prophet. And I'm gonna I'm not gonna name no names. I don't I don't take heed to everybody's prophesying. Or somebody said the Holy Spirit told me this. Because I can listen to them one time and see what they're getting us from. They're almost mimicking the past prophets or the past saints. 
and expecting that to happen in their lives. And what they something something happened like that, they ain't even catching on. A lot of times it just happens to be what they have done. You can put your own work in some and make your church grow. And God ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> Let me say that again. You can make your church church grow and your church can prosper today with God not having nothing to do with it. Say, so, Joe, how you know that it happens every day? You got some of the most wickedest churches out there that's very wealthy, but they say it's in the name of Jesus. They will say it's because of their giving. They would never say it's because of their books they're selling or their gimmicks they're selling or their how to do this. A lot of them became wealthy after they sold a lot of books and stuff like that. But they would say it's because of their faith in God. A lot of them say that it's because of their faith in God. It's because of their prayer life. It's because, you know, God, they have to go to the struggles like that. Now, I'm not knocking all of them. I'm talking about the false ones. If you... It's always a trend. It's always a trend when it comes to prayer, when it comes to false prophets, the prosperity teachers, whatever like that. They always hate say they have a format, so they make a book about it. And I'm sure they get some help out those books. And a lot of them will say the Holy Spirit told them word by word what to put down. They had to put it down exactly the same way. So they will have you believe it because of their super faith. That's why they're wealthy and prospering today, through tithing and through their faith in God. They won't mention the books they sold too much. Some of them honestly will, but the majority of them will not let you know it's because of what you're giving them and offerings and tithing and their book sales. Their church is prosperous because of people. It's just like the government today. The government has billions and trillions of billions, whatever I'm going backwards, or billions of dollars because they use the taxpayers' money. It ain't because they got it in their pockets. They are super wealthy because of the taxpayers. They get into Wall Street. They forbid certain people from doing the things that they do to get rich. Churches... False churches, false teachers, when it comes to prayer, they, they abuse people and they use people. They want people to believe is because of their super faith. They, their faith is in their faith. Let me say that again. Their faith is in their faith. Not God is in their faith of having faith, whatever sense that make. That's why emphasis is so much on faith. I went all around about to say this. I want to pray, but it's not going to be all these fancy prayers that you hear. Also, when it comes to music, my taste of music has changed. I still love beautiful worship music, but I just take some things out now that I know is going to make my flesh get all gibbery up. If it's not about God and I'm focusing on flesh, Something is wrong. If I hear a church song, a so-called gospel song, beautiful song, and I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm not meaning this, and if I'm laying down and I'm thinking about it and I'm shedding tears, but I'm shedding tears about this woman I used to be with. 
or the times in the past I used to hang out with certain people and that church song remind me of that. If I'm shedding the tears because and I got that female or even my lady on my mind more than God, I don't need to be listening to that. It ain't got nothing to do with God. It makes me feel good for another reason. It has nothing to do with God. If you understand what I'm saying, y'all, y'all, y'all know what I'm saying. I, I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to be very real here, okay? I'm trying to be real here. Real here. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know if any of you all experienced that, but you listen to a beat in a church song. So, man, I used to love the beat. Man, I'm moving. I'm shaking and everything like that. And stuff like that. And I'm, not, and I'm not the dancing and stuff like that. But I'm, you know what I'm talking about. And my mind is in my flesh and in my past. Not on worshiping and thinking about God. I need. It becomes a weight. Not so much that I'm sinning, but it becomes a weight that can turn into sin because it'll have me focusing back on the past. Okay. The same is with prayer. You have a spirit prayer and you have a fleshly prayer. Majority of the people, I believe, when they pray and they share some tears, is praying in the flesh. It's praying in the flesh, and they say it's the Holy Spirit. You can make yourself cry. That's not hard. I can, right now, I can make myself cry. You have a certain uh, uh, a certain energy out there. They call it called psychosomatics. It's all kind of ways you can make things happen with your body, and you're thinking it's the Holy Spirit. The church uses that type of spirit atmosphere all the time. You start getting the chills and the little jingles inside your body, and you start your mouth start going, and you think it's the Holy Spirit. No, it's the Spirit, but it ain't the Holy Spirit. It's your flesh and some other spirit. It's called deception. Okay. So when I pray for you, you ain't gonna be hearing me praying in no tongues because I understand what the real meaning of tongues is. You're not going to be hearing me pray David's prayer because I understood that was for David at that time under the covenant with Israel. Any other Gentile or even other Jews cannot pray that and God would have moved. But David had a certain anointing. David had a certain position that he could pray those prayers under the covenant of God and God would move. Not all the time, but God would move. You understand what I'm saying? This is hard teaching about prayer, but it's the truth. But it's the truth. So I'm going to go with this. I wanted to talk about that. And I am guilty of that myself. But as I grow and grow like I'm growing, like I have for the last three and a half to four years, I haven't been really keeping up on it, but it has been at least three and a half to four years not only how to read the Bible, but not how to study the Bible, but how to pray. How to pray. Now, I'm going to say another thing that's going to surprise and shock a lot of you. Prayer has nothing to do with how much you fast. It was used back then in a certain way. Even certain people fasted for their nations. Now, I'm not saying 
don't fast. But fasting is being blew out of proportion as well when it comes to prayer. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday your home is more than the sum of its parts and creating a truly extraordinary space is about more than picking the perfect products that's why the experts at ferguson bath kitchen and lighting gallery are here to help you throughout the entire process to create a home that's as unique as you are bring your vision to us schedule your showroom consultation and see more from brands like monogram at build.com ferguson Some people fast five days, ten days, whatever like that. But also the secular world do that as well, but for different reasons. So you have to know what the, what's the meaning of fasting. You can fast if you want to. That's on you. But I'm just trying to be honest with you. I'm just, just trying to bring you some real talk. Fasting has nothing to do about your prayer. And God is not finna move like you've done in time past because you didn't eat in five or ten days. You're just going to be weak and almost fall out. And might get sick, very sick. Okay? Don't never say God told you to fast ten to five or ten days because God did not tell you that. He don't have to use that format today. He can, but he don't have to. Why? Because this is a different dispensation. This is a different church. It's not the same as Israel. Do you understand what I'm saying, body of Christ? Or even you listeners, God is not moving the same way he did back then, even when it comes to prayer. That's why the majority of the prayers don't go through. Now, I'm not saying God never moved in your life through prayer. I would never say that. Only God knows that. God can do anything he wants. But I'm just telling you the format, the way God moves in his Bible. And he always going to line up with his word. He's not going to move or take from Israel to give to us because we want it. Especially when we understand. Okay. All right. Body of Christ Real Talk. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Most of, most of the things that I'm saying is for me because I started out this way of my lack of prayer. In other words, my lack of prayer has to do with me relearning how to pray the correct way. Let me say that again. The reason I have a lack of prayer today because I'm relearning how to pray the correct way. There's no magical way to pray anyway. Remember, I said praying is just talking and communicating communicating with God. That's prayer. Prayer always been that way. The only difference is, is back in time past under the covenant, God used signs and wonders and certain visions and word of knowledge then that he don't use today. God used prophets then that he don't use today. Okay. That's the, that's the only difference. But all prayers still have to be, for God to move, have to be by what? Your faith. 
So when you read the four Gospels or you, you, you go back in time past and you just start searching scriptures, which is going, yeah, that's something I'm going to do myself, or how they prayed and why they prayed those prayers. It was always a why. It was always a why. It wasn't just randomly just say, I'm going to pray before I go to bed. It was always a why they prayed. And then it was how they prayed because they had a connection of a covenant with God. It was connected. We were connected with God through Jesus Christ. Christ is the head. Our connection is because we've been baptized in Christ in the body of Christ. Their connection was within the covenant. See, they had to go through the circumcision. They had to go through the water cleansings, which, which is the baptisms and water and stuff like that. They had a connection with God through the covenant and promises. They as Israel, the Jews, we have a connection with God through being in the body as one, through Christ. Everything is through Christ. That's why we are connected with God. Two different programs. Therefore, it's two different ways to pray. We cannot use the prayer of Israel. We can use certain formats and things like that, you know, like I keep reiterating on that. But we cannot just say, I, I, I need to pray like David. I need to look up the scriptures and leave that book open all night. Uh, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. A lot of you do probably do that now. You leave the Bible on it, or you just I'm gonna open the Bible, point my finger, and hit a certain scripture. That's gonna be for me today. All that is what. See, we cannot do that. They didn't even do that then. So a lot of our uh, prayers is also man-made. It comes from man-made traditions. Jesus talked about that. So you have man-made traditions today. A lot of the things we do with the Bible today is like fairy tales. We're like little kids, like fairy tales. The Bible is not a fairy tale. The Bible is not got a bunch of elves flying around the Bible. The Bible is supernatural. It's the written word of God. Who is the word? Jesus is the word. The Bible is the written word of God. Okay, when Jesus told his disciples how to pray, first of all, they asked him, how should we pray? He prayed, our father, which I didn't have a holler, will be thy name. He was preparing them for the tribulation that was supposed to have took place if they would have believed. Now, you don't understand what I'm saying? Unbeliever, I know that. Some of you believers might. But when he was praying, he told them how to pray. It wasn't a format for everybody that reads the Bible today to pray that way. Okay? He told, he was getting them prepared. That, if that was the truth, if that was the case, nobody, why should I take God's word? Because these people, these Christians today, suffering, don't have no food. Starving, don't have no food for one reason or the other. I don't know the reasons. And they pray their prayer and still suffers. See, it's the same with miracles and healings. Everybody don't get healed. Everybody don't get miracles. Majority of people don't. Remember, a miracle happened instantly. It don't, it ain't, I ain't talking about you in a hospital, you just getting well. That's not a miracle. You need to know the difference. But people call it miracles, but it's not a miracle. We need to understand 
how to pray again when you learn how to rightly divide, uh, rightly divide God's word dispensationally. Before you learn, if you don't know anything about rightly divide God's words and do not understand the difference between the Kingdom of Heaven program and the Gospel of the Grace of God program, you're going to continue to pray and hit and miss. Let me say that again. You're going to continue to pray and hit and miss. And some of you lose your faith in God because you're praying the wrong prayer. And God never promised he's going to do those things for us today that he done for Israel. That's why the majority of the time it don't happen in your life. He don't just pick out some and then leave you. I know I can't understand everything. I don't know everything, but I can tell you how the Bible is when it comes to this type of situations, healings and prayers and, you know, prosperity and stuff like that. It's not really hard once you learn. Let me put emphasis on, emphasis on that. Once we learn. Okay. All right. So let's pray. I'm not going to look in the scriptures and pray Paul's prayer. I'm just going to pray. It's very simple prayer. Now, if anybody is struggling mentally, if anybody is struggling physically, if anybody is struggling emotionally, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray for you as well as pray with you. This is not live, but I want to pray for my, myself as well. You need family members that need prayed for? That's okay. You need family members that need healing. Let's pray and let it be on God. Okay? Now, what I'm not saying is when I pray with you in agreement, that means God's going to move and going to heal everybody. No, nope, I'm not saying that. That's on God. God does what he want to do. I would never say God will not heal nobody. I would never say that. But what I will say is let's get in agreement. And God will show you a way of what to do. Some will be better and some will not. But it has nothing to do with God. Why? Because we walk by faith, not by sight. What that means is that certain things will, can happen, not going to say will, but can happen in our lives. Like I said, we can die, we can get sick, we can wind up with cancer, we can wind up with a lot of other stuff. But it does not mean that God does not love us because we are in another dispensation now. We're not under the miraculous signs and wonders and miracles like Israel because that was a covenant. That was a covenant. I'm not talking about what church and other churches, I'm talking about your personal life. They're not no better than you. They can say they got prosperous because what they've done, how much money they've done, that's on them and God. I leave each individual as a believer between them and God. And I just stick with what the word of God says. And God is not going to change what his word says. The majority of the things that happens in a lot of people's life, they call it a move from God, is something they've done themselves. They was able to do it, which is a good thing. You don't have to say God done all this. People get on my nerve and they get, even if they have something good to say, they say the Holy Spirit woke them up and told them that. See, that's not right. It's okay to say I came up with an idea myself because God gave us that ability. He gave us that ability. He gave us that option. 
If you don't know what to pray for, it's okay. When you are saved, the Holy Spirit will give you the utterance. He will relate what you're trying to say to God and make it more plainly. According to the book of Romans, Romans 8. I will go to there, but I'm not going to go now because of time constraints. But let's pray. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus. First of all, I just thank you for helping me, Lord. I just thank you for giving me an understanding about prayer, about reading the Bible, about studying the Bible. God, you move all the time, but you move, I know you move differently than what you did in the past. Majority of the time, I don't even know what to pray, Lord. I don't have no fancy words like I used to. I know I don't need, need to try to impress you no more, Lord, because the Holy Spirit already knows what I'm trying to say, even if I don't have the words or the utterance to say it. So, Father, right now, I just want to pray for me to be stronger in your word, stronger in prayer, conversating with you, listening to you, Lord. Help me, Lord to be a vessel that you will continue to use to help others of getting your word out when it comes to salvation and uplifting and encouragement. Father, I pray for the ones that are struggling mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially out there, Lord. I pray that you will move in them in a way to give them the wisdom because I know you are mighty God. You're not going to give them any false hope is always going to be lined up with your word, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for them and their families. Their bodies might be aching. Their mind is struggling. They might be struggling with all type of stuff, lust and, uh, you know, just uh, financially or anger or anything. Lord, I just pray for them, Lord. Be with them. Help them, Lord. It's times of it's times of trouble that we all, including myself, is going through, Lord. That I, you know, I can understand everything. I become frustrated. I become angry, Lord. But help me to be angry, but sin not, because your word said, not do not let the sun go down upon the wrath. In other words, I know I shouldn't be holding on to my anger, and this is lined up with your word, Lord. So, Lord, help me not to be anger. I know it's okay to be angry, but I don't want to be holding on to my anger like I have been in the past, Father. Father, I pray for the body of Christ. I pray for the church. I pray for their families. I pray for their lives. I pray for them at their jobs, Lord. And I pray for the saved, Lord, the body of Christ. Father, I also pray for the ones that are not saved, that you touch their hearts. Give them an understanding, Lord, of salvation, Lord. Your word is for all men and women to be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. So I pray for them, Father, in the name of Jesus, that we can get together, we can talk more, we can gather together, we can pray, and we can study to show thyself approved, being not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth according to your word in 2 Timothy 2 and 15, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father, I give you praise and glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank God. Amen. Thank you all. Salvation. For the ones that listen to me, I have never been saved. Never gave your life to Christ by believing in his death, burial, resurrection. This is your chance now. Just trusting what Jesus done on the cross, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4.
Your sins has already been dealt with. According to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, God does not charge you with sins. Nobody in this world, no matter how bad you was or how evil you are doing, you could be in sin right now. God does not charge you with, with that sin. He don't like it. It is evil. It is wrong. But he's not charging you for that sin. But the problem with that is that does not mean you're going to heaven. It just That just means the doors have been open now because of the blood of Jesus over 2,000 years ago that you have the opportunity to believe what he has done on that cross to deal with all your sins, past, present, and future. Sin is not the problem. It's your belief. Let me say this again. Sin is not the problem. It's your unbelief. One more time. Your sin is not holding you back from being saved. It's your unbelief. A believe in that is holding you back. God bless you all. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Appreciate you all. God bless you all. Let's stay in prayer, including myself. I need prayer daily. And I know you guys do too. I love you all. Peace out. Bye-bye. Let's all obey. Peace out. Love you all. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.